At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. Your local, the everything you need to be unstoppable store. The UPS store. Be unstoppable. The UPS store locations are independently owned. Product services, pricing, and hours may vary. See center for details. Honestly, I was telling this dude off, off air. I've been hearing his name, seeing his face. Um, and obviously the pandemic has kind of switched things around, but uh, it's a pleasure to talk to uh, the Bay Area Zone and Complex is one of the artists to watch in 2021, man. We got Simba hanging out with the homegrown homies. Bro. How you feeling, bro? What's up with the fam, bro? It's, it's great to finally meet you, Dizzy. You know, me and Head been clashing for the past couple of years. <laughs> You know what I mean? But it's great to finally meet you, brother, for sure. Thank likewise, you for likewise, man. One thing that always sticks out as far as like listening to your music, man, and, and we'll get into the things that you do aside from rapping, but it feels like, and it seems like you're very seasoned and polished. And I know that wasn't always the case, man, but kind of speak to, to for the folks that may not be familiar, man, kind of speak on your style and kind of how do you get, how you got to that point? Definitely, bro. You know, um, like I say, man, Head know me. Head been knowing me for a few years. You know, I've been, uh, I was around Head back in, I want to say 2012 when he was with Glasses and oh, everybody. Yeah, hey, early days. Yeah. You know, so I've been around, bro. I was on, a, uh, I had a previous deal, didn't really go too good. So I was able to kind of have a course size seat to other people's success. So I would see where people would move wrong, where they would speak wrong in certain situations, how they would treat people and, it'll just basically come back to bite them. You know what I mean? So I always said when I got my time, man, I'm always make sure I represent where I come from, but represent myself in the right way to where people always want to reach out and speak and want to be a part of what I got going on. So that's just always been a thing of mine, bro. And it always a blessing though when, when like I'm sure the early days it, it didn't seem like it was gonna work. Not it didn't seem like it was gonna work out, but when things didn't work out the right way, you know, a lot of people kind of use that opportunity as like damn, and have a give up moment. Why was it important for you to kind of take a back seat and really kind of watch the game from the sideline versus one to throw in the towel? Awesome. Oh, to keep it real, bro, like, I feel like I crippled myself, like, as a child, like, just growing up being popular and rapping, like, being 18, 19, rapping where I come from, I kind of already defined myself as a rapper and people knew I was going to be there. So it was like, you either going to be the person that do something with it, or you going to be the, the dude that's just out here looking like you passing out CDs, trying to get a shot. You know what I mean? Like, so for me, it was just like, man, I got to make it happen. And being in the Bay, that was part of the reason I moved to LA because it's like, I honestly felt like we got a horrible kind of music scene there. Like we ain't really got too much infrastructure. So when I came to LA, it kind of taught me the game, bro. And I was able to learn so much, you know what I mean? Just moving around and seeing how people was creating. And the shit also, excuse my language, it also taught me like, I wasn't good enough. You know what I mean? Like I was, I was seeing so many people do things and just making music. I'm watching Hitmaker and Phonics making 12 songs a day. I'm like, man, I gotta step my game up. You know what I mean? So just coming down to LA, it just naturally made me want to get better, bro, and dedicate to the craft even more. Hey, do you think that it's true that 
you know, Bay Area artists have to leave the Bay in order to be successful? Here's the thing. I feel like it's the, it depends on where you want to go. Because in California, we got the ability to where we don't have to leave. Like you could be popping in California. You could be popping in the Bay, bro, and do Petaluma, Fresno, Modesto, you know what I mean? And make 10, 20,000 a month and be straight. You ain't really got to leave. But if you want to expand and really yeah. kind of go to a national level, a mainstream level, you definitely got to leave because your resources is limited coming from the band. You only go as far as your manager's information or, or the homie who knows somebody or something like that. So you definitely got to get up out of there. But I think that, I think that, um, do you feel like, do, do you think that that is, does that have a negative connotation to people from the Bay? Cause I always talk to the homies from the Bay and they always come with the same thing. Like, um, you know, I, you know, you you gotta. It's you either on this side of the fence or that side of the fence. It's like fuck that. I ain't going nowhere. You know, you know them them yeah. them them yeah. dudes. <laughs> and then the other dudes, like, I'm I'm about to get up out of here. Out of here. Yeah. Because I think it's like I say, it depends on what you want, bro. Like some people, they down to kind of stick around and fight it out, bro, and thug it out. But you got different people like a sweetie, Kaylani, G Easy. Like when you want to go to a different level, all these people kind of move able to expand. They, I don't think they would have been able to reach the level they got to just stand in the bay. But there's some people who stay there and make it happen, but then at the same time, they wave kind of die out faster because they're doing the same shows and the same people seeing them, the same people hearing the song, and it ain't really expanding. So like you say, I think it depends on what side of the fence you on, bro. Um, now, why? And I mean, me and you have have talked about your music, and I love that you are open to criticism, and I love that you know you you know that you are dope. You know what I'm saying? You know you dope, but I also know that you take criticism very well, which is which is something that is a lost art. I feel like, especially with the new generation. Um, with the new word generation, all of the young homies, you've been around for a minute, but all of the young homies seem to take criticism better than the OGs. And that should be yeah. blowing my mind, yeah. bro. Like, it's like, how is somebody who, who was trying to make their mark take criticism better than somebody who is already rich and already famous and, you know, already have all these accolades and shit like, you shouldn't necessarily take it to heart that way. Have you always been somebody who can kind of take honest feedback and criticism? I think, bro, kind of what you were saying here about, you know, the young homies taking more criticism. I think we can identify with when somebody's giving you some real honest feedback or when somebody just hate, you, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's a lot of times where like, you know, I, I didn't play you stuff or I didn't play Kev stuff and Kev would tell me, nah, bro, this is too commercial. Nah, bro, this, this, this ain't it. And I can take that because I know it's coming from an honest place. But when it comes from somebody that's, bro, you ain't got no experience in this. You know what I mean? You don't be around nobody. You just want to have an opinion to say you said something. So it's just like, for me, I'd be like, bro, I can't even, I can't even hear what you said. But when it comes from somebody that I know is speaking from an honest place, I'm going to forever listen because I know they've been through where I'm trying to go. Um, something that I wanted to talk to you about before and we didn't have a chance to do it because the COVID thing fucked everything up. But uh, as far as Don't Run From Rap, 
I feel like you are one of the few people who are coming out right now, as far as a, a, a commercially a new artist, right? Um, with with full label and everything like that, new situation, new money, all that. I feel like you one of the few artists who are taking bars serious, like yeah. really barring up on motherfuckers. And and I remember, I remember having this conversation with one of the homies, and I was like. I haven't really heard people bar up on record on on records. Like you might you might like you might get somebody who make rap shit and they just bussing, right? But yeah. it's rare to see somebody bust on records. Like you yeah. might like the rec like like big home like the record with two chains or like these are real records, but right. you barring up on it and it just kind of reminded me of what Lil Wayne and Fabulous used to do. Yeah. Like when I would listen to them and they would bar up in game too, and they would bar up on hit records. Is that it, something that you're doing intentionally or go ahead, go it's ahead. Very, it's very intentional. Like you just said, bro, you just named some of my favorite rappers from game to fabulous, but one of my favorites is Hove. Yeah. And like like Hove said, truthfully, I want to rhyme like common sense, but I sold five mil and I ain't been rhyming like common sense. Mm. So it's like, you understand as a lyricist, it's like, I want to just rap and bar off, but at the same time, I don't want to just be the dude that people ride in the car to like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, we call, bro, where's you going We call that the rapidy rap ass nigga. You don't want to be yeah. the rapidy rap ass nigga. Listen to it. So it's like, yeah. for me, I always try to give you a good amount of bars, but I like to call it simplistic lyricism. Mm. I give you like a good amount of bars, but at the same time, it's catchy. It make you move a little bit. But at the same time, it kind of make people raise an eyebrow because it's like people hear the music and it kind of sound like it's a little too polished. But they not understanding like I didn't really been around song makers like Sean Garrett is one of my homies, homies. You know Sean what I mean? So underrated. Bar. I didn't sit in rooms with him like this head like, oh, I see what he's doing. I didn't <laughs> been in rooms hit maker. I didn't been in rooms with Rodney Jerkins where I'm like. I see what he's doing. The difference is I just applied it to my music before I was able to kind of get my time to shine. Mm. So it, it shows in the music more than it can actually show like in true life. So people hear the music and they might be like, man, he sound a little polished. Like it's kind of, he sound like he been in the industry, but it's like, nah, I ain't no industry plant. You know, I've really been moving around for 10 years, like 10, really moving and learning. But at the same time, it's like people getting to know that for themselves. So it's just a matter of being consistent, letting them learn. I was, I, I, was, I love that too, man. I, I love that because it's it's applying. Like you know, you hear the term as far as it takes ten years to make an overnight success. So it's like I, I love the fact that you talk about yo. I've been here for many years and and been applying myself all these times where a lot of people are may, maybe now just getting hip to the movement of what you got going on. And yeah. one one of the one of the lyrics that. Off of, first of all, reality is, is like one of my favorite songs, just because yeah. of what you were saying and just the the message behind that. And one of the things that 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 stood out was like, you brought cleats to the court, but you ain't you playing the wrong sport. I was like, God damn, cleats to the court, you playing the wrong sport. That's why you never got your shot and forever coming up short, bro. It's, it's real, bro, because it's like we all like. We all grew up with these dreams, right? Everybody grew up like, I'm going to be a rapper. I'm going to be a hooper. But don't nobody tell us, like, bro, like, you realize, like, out of a million people every year, only, like, 400 people actually, like, get drafted. Like, you realize, like, out of every year, it's really only six rappers that kind of, like, take off yearly. So it's 
it's a high chance that you really might make it. And I was just thinking when I was making a song, like nobody kind of ever touched on that, how like we embrace these things as far as trapping, rapping, playing ball. We'll never talk about the other side of the person that don't make it. And that was like one of the reasons I put Shea Cotton in the video because being in the Bay, we used to watch Shea Cotton, like Shea Cotton, Hook Mitchell, we used to watch these ball players like, bro, these was our LeBrons before we even knew what a LeBron was. So we always thought Shea Cotton going to the league, Shea, Shea Cotton going to be number one draft pick. And then when it don't happen, you sitting there looking like, damn. But nobody thinking about Shea Cotton life. Like, he didn't commit it to this. Everybody looking at him to be this NBA prospect. And then it just don't happen. And then we just all just going to the next player or going to the next artist or whatever. And it, it happens every day and we never really speak about it. So when I first heard that beat, that was something I wanted to speak about. Just this, this is the reality of the situation. Like we might not make it. Now I love that you spoke about that because it, for me, I, I mean, most people know I, I'm the nice guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I, instead of like, I never would call anybody's music trash, right? I might tell you something. <laughs> I know straight up because I know I don't have a craft and I can't do it. So it's like there's a certain level of respect that I have for artists and just individuals. I may not like something, but there's a certain way that I can tell you about or criticize your music, right? But yeah. I love the fact that you you mentioned it and you're, you're giving people like real life stats. Like, yo, it doesn't really happen for every single body. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't mean that you weak or you whack, but it literally doesn't happen for everybody. And you want to think about that. Pursue your dream. You did it in a way where you weren't shitting on somebody's dreams. You just kind of exactly. make it aware, like on the other side, it may not happen and just be prepared for that. You know what I mean? That's, that's an approach I always take, bro. It's like, I try to write from the perspective of being like aspirational more than inspirational. Mm. You know what I mean? Because sometimes when you coming from an inspiring place, you could kind of come across like you preaching a little bit or, yeah. you know what I mean? You you holding the fist up like Fred, <laughs> right. Black Messiah, and then yeah. everybody turned off. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like for me, I always try to come from a place to where I say something with people like, hey, I went through that. Like, mm -hmm. I felt that. I know what he's saying. Like, I get exactly what he's talking about. And that's just always my perspective for writing, bro. Was that something that you, was a, was a learned thing or was that something innate? Like you, you talk about being in the game for 10 years. Is that something you see, you know, the Sean Garrett or people that are writing or is that something innately in you? Like, oh, I'm just the type of person that just wants to come up, not come across that way, but that's just me on a, on a daily basis. I think, bro, something I learned from like, not only Hove, but like even the homie Meek, you know, is like even Ross is getting descriptive. You know what I mean? Getting real descriptive to where it's to a point to where people could smell the the paint you putting on the board. You know what I mean? They could they know what that hood looked like. They could smell the pee in the alley. They could hear the bike coming down the alley. Like I just like to get real descriptive to where people could kind of see what I'm saying. That's just always been just something I loved about being able to write lyrics for real, bro. You brought up me. Um, have you ever you ever gone you ever thought done rap something and put something in a song and you felt like oh shit I might not I shouldn't have said that and kind of like stopped it from coming out reeled it back in re-recorded it anything like that yeah I, I definitely have uh gotten better at that I used to say a lot of reckless things <laughs> to is that shit that still on the internet right now <laughs> nah that, that's oh, okay. the beauty yeah, yeah. I I ain't as big as a Meek Mill yet. So it's yeah. like <laughs> Meek something, it's an, it's amplified because it's like he's Meek Mill for me. Uh, we don't really know yet. We don't really know dude like that yet. You know what I mean? Like we just getting to know him. So I could get away with certain things still, but it's definitely been times where I've said something and been like, nah, I can't say this or 
I shouldn't do this, or let me take this out. At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. Your local, the everything you need to be unstoppable store. The UPS store. Be unstoppable. The UPS store locations are independently owned. Product services, pricing, and hours may vary. See center for details. Move this around, but I've definitely put things on the internet and people have, have taken it a certain type of way and I had to be like, ooh, you know what I mean? Just take it down right quick. So learning from, learning from the mistakes of others, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Facts, facts. And we definitely can't just like, you know, as, as crazy as the, the line may be, we can't just bash me because it's like, bro, it's people saying way more reckless things than that. You know what I mean? And like, we kind of don't even address that, but because it's so close to home and it's so new, it's real sensitive to everybody. But if we gonna attack Meek for that, we gotta attack everybody in hip hop who say a lot of reckless things that we let slide. No, I went on. I went on the air and I said that you know I I feel like it was it, it was um, you know insensitive and, and it it lacked it lacked you know empathy in the way he did it. However, you know he it, I I do know that the song was leaked and you know this is what I said on the air, so it's public. But um, the song was leaked, so I don't necessarily have to. I don't necessarily, I have to give him some grace because yeah. the song wasn't put, if he put the song out, exactly. then now you're responsible for, the, for what's in the song. You know what I'm saying? But like, it's songs I'm sure you got in the hard drive. You're like, yeah, we can't put that one out. Like, or, so I had to Back. provide him with some grace for that reason. Even though he probably shouldn't have said it, it's still, it's like a group, like I said, it's group chat. It's shit we, shit yeah. we got in group chats right now. We don't ever want to come out. Back. So Back. I, so I allow him that grace, you know, at least. Sometimes as an artist, bro, when you creating, it's like, you know, I've, I've been in a, in the lab with Meek before. I kind of seen his process. So it's like, he worked fast, bro. Mm. You know what I mean? Real fast. He hear the beat, he jump in there and just go. So sometimes as an artist, you just, you just going, like you in the booth and you going, like you're not really even understanding everything you may be saying yet till you come out you'd be like damn i said that so like you said it was leaked it wasn't like he put it out and it was on the album and everybody was like damn like you actually cleared this like to come yeah, out yeah. it wasn't that it was leaked so no, you know we can't, can't go too hard on him i think that's interesting you said that too because I, I when it's something i never thought about because i was kind of on the other side i'm like the song came. The song came out. If you know, like, let's say you get out the booth and you listen to this, you're like, "Oh shit, that might not be a good look." Wouldn't yeah. Wouldn't the thought be to destroy the track and say, "Hey man, look, let, let's delete that verse." But hearing you say that, it's like, "Oh no, you're in the you're in the process of creating." You know what I'm saying? You don't want to stop the flow of that because it just interrupts all the other shit. And he got little baby on the song, so you know these little baby and Dirk and them they. In and out, yeah. You know, necessarily had a time. So he, he in there like he going off. Pull up the next one. Pull up the next. They probably cut about twelve songs that night and just didn't even think about it. And somehow yeah. that one got leaked. But we can't we can't just go hard on them, bro. Cause yeah, I be hearing a lot of reckless stuff, man. That we don't never say nothing about. So it's like we gotta address everything. We gonna bring an unreleased verse up. <laughs> right, right. I feel you. I want to I want to read something to you, and then I want you to dive into it. Okay. Uh, niggas get so caught up in self-preservation. That's why they never reach their destination. Try to pull you down once they see you elevating. Niggas will say anything but congratulations. Thanks. 
bro, that that spoke to me. Bro, you know what's crazy about that verse? What's crazy about that verse is the way that song happened. Me and my brother Jason Cash, who's Shout on this, Cash, bro. we got a beautiful friend. And we was in the studio one day and we got into an argument with our mutual friend. It was me and Jason Cash versus our mutual friend. And our mutual friend just like is one of these people that's like, he gotta be a part of everything or he gotta have some input on this. And if he don't, something's wrong with it. You know what I mean? Or he'll find a way to come up with something or whatever, instead of just being the homie. You know what I mean? It's like, sometimes I just need you to be the homie, bro. I don't need you to try to be my manager. I don't need you to try (laughs) to be my producer. Just be the homie. You know what I mean? So he just, we got into an argument that night and he just was talking about how we leave him out. We don't include him with certain things and he want to be a part of this and all of that. But at the same time, this is someone that to come around and be like, he'll see somebody. Let's say if I bring him around head, right? He'd be like, man, I need to take this more serious. I see our head moving. But for me, it's like, damn, bro, it take you to get around head to want to be serious with this. I'm your homie. And I've been out here doing this shit for 10 years. Like, what was it about him? The way he wears his hat? Like, you know what I mean? So it's like that whole song, I told Cash, like, bro, we got to talk about this situation. Like, we literally went in there and just like, that song happened in like 15 minutes, bro. We mm-hmm. went in there, wrote my verse. He wrote his verse. We sent it over to Major. He sent the hook back. And it, was, it just went on from there. That, that, that shit spoke to me because of what... When you were, and I'm glad you provided that context to what was happening that night because I heard it in your voice. Yeah, like you rap. Like it, I, it I heard. Yeah, it I heard it. it. I heard it. <laughs> it. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of like, it reminded me of when I listened to Pac. Right? When you listen to Pac, Pac ain't the most lyrical. I mean, that yeah. I, that's no shade, but he's not the most. Like, but when he say some shit, you can feel it. Yeah. You feel that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you, pocket say fuck you, and that fuck you will be. It'll be like, oh, yeah, it's it, it, it different. Yeah, it's just so much. It, so when you, when I'm listening to the song, when I'm listening to the album, obviously I went back, back through it or whatever. But that specifically, that that verse specifically, I heard it in your voice. So now that you give me the backstory of what happened, I understand. I heard the frustration in your voice. Literally, like that's that's literally like the whole thing. We got into an argument with bro in front of Dallas. Oh, this the first time Dallas was like around the homies, so he kicking it with us and we just having fun and everything. And then here come bro, like yeah, I do this, I do that, I do this, and it's like bro, chill. You know what I mean? Like be happy for us. You too busy trying to get something for yourself. You can't even enjoy success for us. Cash just got his deal. I just got my deal, and here you come trying to put yourself in the middle of everything rather than just being a homie and being happy for us. And that's literally the whole perspective, the whole perspective for that verse came from. Gotcha. Now, don't don't run from rap. Love that name. Is that a PSA or is that something like a, a self-reminder to yourself? It's both, bro. Um, it's a PSA in the sense of telling people don't run from yourself at a point in time. Like here to tell you at a point in time, I was on Head and Kev's show three and a half years ago before anybody would even let me come up and do an interview. And I didn't know who I was as an artist yet, but I knew I could rap. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? I, I, I was coming up there with different singles where I might have been singing and doing something where somebody was telling me this is the vibe people want to hear. But that's just me moving around as an ambitious person trying to learn the game and learn songwriting and throwing things out and just trying what work. So when I met one of my homies, he had lined up, he had two phones and he had a video, one I was rapping and one I was singing. He was like, which one are you? And I'm like, I'm the rapper. And he was like, why are you not rapping? I'm like, well, people tell me this is what they want to hear. He was like, bro, don't run from rap. You rap too good. Mm. And it stuck with me from there. And ever since there, I just, I just ran with it. Don't run from rap. And I gave it an acronym of responsibilities and principles because I had a responsibility as a rapper to secure my spot. And I wasn't doing that. I wasn't taking advantage of it because I was feeling like I should have been doing what everybody else was doing. So I was running away from my natural, natural ability at one point, And I just had to stand on it, bro. And every time I hear that term and that slogan, it just made me stand on it. I fuck with that. I, I fuck with that a lot, bro. Yeah. Uh, like that's how it all happened. The, uh, I want to, now you just did the, uh, don't run from rap live. Yeah. And I, I love, I love that. I love that you did that because a lot of artists are running away from doing shows, right? Don't run yeah. from doing shows virtually. <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying? A, a lot of artists are like, I'm gonna wait this shit out, or they not yeah. even dropping. You know, you drop meal, you drop right in the pandemic. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You didn't, you like, and not only did you drop during the pandemic, you like, I'm gonna do a live show virtually. Facts. I'm not, and you had the full, you had a band, you had the, the keyboard, like you, like you really did a show as, as if there was a, a thousand, two thousand, three thousand people, five thousand people there. And I, and you left it all. I watched you perform and I'm like, damn, he really performing. Yeah. And I feel, I feel like, I think that that that's to be saluted. You know what I'm saying? Thank you, brother. Thank you. Just because of people are allowing the conditions of the world to dictate how they're moving right now. It's like, I don't believe in excuses, to be honest with you. Like, we, okay, you can't be here. These white people not letting nobody in the building. All right, we gonna get on Zoom. Make Fuck it work it. out. You know what I'm saying? Make it work out. And that's the approach that gonna I make like it work. Gonna, yeah. That's the approach that I feel like is gonna provide artists longevity in the game. That's that's a real fact, bro. And it's, it's also for me, like, like I was telling you before we started, it's like, I haven't, been able to like reap the benefits of being a new artist so i haven't done a radio run i haven't done a, a real tour i haven't been able to like touch the people i haven't been able to go outside and perform and do crowds so for me it's just been all about like man how do i consistently like get to the people and talk to the people and i'm realizing like a lot of my peers in rap they be too cool to step out and rock with the people Yep. You know what I mean? Everybody can't go outside right now, so they can't they can't do the money arm. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> they can't in the club popping bottles right now. They need the rapes to be cool. You know what I mean? Everybody needs their tactic, and that's not happening right now. So for me, it was like, man, let me take the gloves off and just rock with the people. I'm about to get on this internet. I'm about to do these live shows. I'm even coming up with ideas for the next one that's gonna make it a real experience, you know what I mean? Because I'm somebody that believes in the theory of adapt or die. You right. either gonna get with the times or you're gonna get ate up in them. So I'm 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 letting that whole thing of I'm too cool to do a show in front of nobody, man. That's gone for me, bro. I'm trying to get to the people however I can get to them. 
Are there any plans to have uh, bring the, the vlog back too? Because I know you did two episodes uh, of the vlog. Um, I, and I feel like you, you're a natural, man. People will gravitate towards your personality and they want to see the behind the scenes and what, what, what uh, Simba has going on on a daily basis, bro. Uh, is there any plans to bring that up, bring that back? Definitely, man. The whole thing with the vlog be, for me, bro, I'm in L.A. to the neck. So it's like a lot of my homies, they in jail, they stuck in the bay, or they dead. So it's like a lot of them vlogs, I film on myself, bro. You feel me? That's why the phone be the other way, because I be somewhere holding the camera myself. I ain't really got the the team everybody got. You know, it just kind of be me and the homies, and, and, and we rock. So a lot of it just be me editing, doing everything. I'm, at the same time, I'm trying to write to a beat. At the same time, I'm filming the video. Same time, I'm talking to talking to y'all, you know what I mean? It was just like, I got a whole gang of footage. I'm out here in Miami right now working with Cool and Dre. Like, I got a whole day of that that I just been filming. It's just a matter of getting home and just editing it. Yeah. Hey, them is my bros, man. Make sure you tell them that I sent you, you know what I'm saying? So they give you the the good pack. I'm going to definitely let you. (laughs) Uh, But no, I think think what you're saying is dope. And also, I think like what you said about getting to the people, however you can get to them, that's important as fuck. That's so important. That's the most important thing because we in this era, bro. Like, you know, I look at everything. Like people will be saying things like, we don't need radio. We don't need all this. (laughs) I don't agree, right? Because I feel like, I feel like Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, right? Those is like Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. But radio is like CNN and Fox News. So it's prime time. It's it's right in your face with the main the mainstream people. So if you could get to these people on radio, these people on Spotify, these people on the streets, these people with the free YouTube accounts, these people who working in Urban Outfitters, you just hitting them every way you can, and they coming back to you, learning about you as a discovery strip. That's why I made my project the way I made it to where it's no specific sound. It's just a great balance of music to where somebody could rock with the tie record. The person who might not like the tie record might like Big Homie. Yeah. The person who like Big Homie might like Reality Is, but when you hear it, it brings you back to this point of, okay, this is who he is as an artist. He's speaking on growth and maturity and becoming a man and learning who he is. It's just not this one thing that sound like one long song of me giving you the same content. Mm-hmm. You, you. I like that you uh, did uh, have a lot of diversity too, as far as like the, the way the songs are. Like, uh, it, I think it shows your range and versatility. And, yeah. Um. I actually do. I actually do like the project. I, I, I told you. I told you that before, but I actually do like the. I would tell you if I didn't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I know you would. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. Head probably don't even remember. I remember walking to the studio like seven years ago in Glasses Studio playing some boy. You walked out on me. For real? <laughs> but it, was, it was respected because I wasn't right. who I am today, bro. I was trash. I didn't know that. I don't remember that at all. <laughs> it was when I first started coming to LA, bro. One of the homies had a spot in San Pedro. And oh, one right. of my boys in the Bay, he cool with glasses. Like they, they talk through the streets. So when I first started coming down, he was like, I'm going to link you with my boy Glasses. So he linked us up. I came through. You was over there. Glasses was there. Uh, I think Bishop Lamont was over there one yeah, time. Like, and I'm playing the music. Hey, hit me with the. It made me go harder, bro. Hey, I, hey, I swear to you, I don't remember that. I just... <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't remember that at all, bro. Yeah, all right. That's not that's not beyond the realm of possibility, though. To of be course honest, not. That's, 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 no, I remember my cousin, my cousin D Boy was there too. He had a record that she played called "Everybody Ain't Real" back in the day. At the UPS store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS. Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. Your local, the everything you need to be unstoppable store. The UPS store. Be unstoppable. The UPS store locations are independently owned. Product services, pricing, and hours may vary. See center for details. Boy, LTD. Wow. That's crazy, bro. Yeah. That's crazy. Hey, so... Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, was it was your name always Simba? Was it something prior to this? Back, back, back. No, in the day, bro. It was always Simba, bro. It was just I was I was moving around. Like I said, I never really had a designated team with everything. Mm-hmm. So I always moved around just by myself. So I would be with the homie over here, be with bro over here, and sometimes people would be confused of is he part of this crew? Is he part of this crew? But it's just me moving around, networking, trying to learn the game. And yeah. once I was. Once I was able to learn a game, I was able to kind of draw back a little bit and just establish myself and kind of bring a couple of the homies in. I'm still kind of adding pieces to the puzzle every day. Is Simba an acronym for something? What's the, the meaning behind the name? Simple as hell, bro. I Lion King, my favorite movie, bro. That's all I like, bro. Well, I start rapping. That's it there. Appreciate you. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, uh, the homie told me when I first started rapping, he said, you can't use your real name. So you got to have a character name. What's, what's your favorite character? Nigga, simple. That's what it is. I'm running with it. I'm putting a Y in that shit. We good. It's, so Disney don't come fuck with me. Yeah. <laughs> have you had any problems with Disney? Nah, I ain't had no problems with it because I spell it with a Y. Yeah, I know. Oh, but I'm just saying, a... likeness is a motherfucker. You know? <laughs> they put that word in every contract, yeah. likeness. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure once I get a a, a platinum record or something, they're going to call and see Come what's in. going on. Yeah, hey, hey. hey what's, what's going on? <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> um, so I wanted, I wanted to talk about this because I felt like it was an amazing uh, film, American Skin, uh, you, okay. on the, you on that soundtrack. Um, I know I've been changed. And I, damn, what's the young man's name? I fucking I Bryant. Bro, I mean, incredible. Right, we all saw his. We all saw that shit. Right. Yeah. Um. Did you? Were you? Did you guys? Were you guys already working together, or like, did they? Was that? Did they put that together for the soundtrack, or how did that come about? So they put that together. I basically, um, I was in Atlanta back in like October, and Dallas had hit me. He was like, "Yo, I just talked to Nate Parker." <laughs> And he needs a rapper to kind of like kill this track card ever uh, for this movie he's working on. So I was like, send me the movie. So we ended up going to Atlanta. Dallas had the movie and we watched the movie when we had got to Atlanta. And I was listening to it, you know, just just vibing to the track. And then he had sent the um the version with Key Drone on there. And once that I heard that, I heard the Sam Cooke interpolation and everything. And I was like, okay, I see where we going. And then watching the movie, the movie was from the perspective of we not just gonna keep protesting, bro. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. We've been protesting. We've been running in Urban Outfitters for the past couple years. But if, <laughs> what is it with you in Urban Outfitters? <laughs> you feel me? Like we ain't gonna keep doing that if y'all don't stop. Yeah. So for me, the whole perspective of the verse was just to kind of let them know, like it was a letter to to white supremacy, like yo, 
y'all either going to stop this or we going to take it to the next level than where it needs to go. We going to turn the gangsters and the mob to a ghetto national guard the minute mm-hmm. if, y'all, if y'all don't chill out. And that was just my whole perspective from it is let them know, like, cool it out or we coming for real. Do you think that, do like, I, I love the movie. I felt like Nate Parker is so... Nate Parker is amazing as far as a filmmaker, as a producer, and even as a writer. Like, um, I like I love Nate Parker's stories. I love um, uh, Ryan Coogler's stories. Um, but I feel like Nate, uh, like the American Skin movie, when I saw it, to me it was just like, damn. Like yeah. it was like, cause you, I ain't gonna lie to you, right? You know, you know, glasses, G crazy, right? Yeah. <laughs> when, the, when he's he's nuts, he's insane. So. When the whole George Floyd thing happened, um, he was telling me, he was like, you know, black people need to start taking action. And I was mm-hmm. like, what would you prefer, what would you like to have happened in the George Floyd situation? He was telling me, he was like, well, the people that were standing there filming it should have rushed the cops. And I'm like, yeah. and I'm like, rush the cops. Like, that don't even compute in my brain, just the way, you know, the way violence and, and law enforcement work. It just, it don't make sense. Rush the cops. That yeah. means death to me. That yeah. is the death, yeah. right? And he was like, well, some shit worth dying for, cuz. And I'm just like, so that's the <laughs> first thing I thought about when I saw American Skin, bro. When I yeah. saw that movie, that's the first thing that I thought. I was like, oh, this is what he's talking about. Yeah. What yeah. was your first thought when you saw it? Literally, bro, kind of what you just said. It was like we getting to the point to where it's like, okay, you kill a man's son, right? You kill. I got it. I got a son. Right. My son, sixteen months old, right? Me and my son. I'm a music artist. I've earned the right to drive a nice car, right? I've worked to have my money. I've earned the right to live in a nice community. Now, if I'm driving through my community. And you pull me over, but just because of the color of my skin, I'm not going fast. I'm not breaking no laws, nothing. You just see me in this neighborhood and you feel uncomfortable, right? Boom, for one, you're prejudiced, right? Then you push up on me. Now you're applying racism because you actually have the power to put me in a position to where I, I can't do nothing. Mm-hmm. I can't do nothing. So then in a sense of where I can't do nothing, I can't fight you back. You got my hands cuffed. I can't do nothing. You still kill my son. My, my, you know he got his phone out. It's not a gun. It's not nothing. If he would have had a gun, he would have put it out already. You see his phone in broad day and you kill my son. At some point, bro, it's going to get to... I, I feel powerless as a man, so I'm going to do something. You just literally like made me feel like I can't even defend my child. Then you go to court and they let you off. Right, And then you go right back to work and your life just resumes as nothing happened. But my son can't come back. Right, My son can't dig himself up and say how he felt in that moment or he can't speak in trial or nothing. So at some point, I'm going to speak for him, bro. Whether I got to die, whether I got to go to jail, whatever it is, if you take my son, I'm going to be heard, bro. And whatever I got to do to be heard from you making that action is what it was what the consequences is, bro. If I got to die, if I got to go to jail, like Glassy said, bro, some shit just worth dying for. Now, I'm interested to know, man, as a father, how's that changed and shaped your, your artistry? Because, I mean, I, the music business, and it's something we asked Nipsey Hussle before he passed, man, rest in peace, it, you're such a busy person. And obviously <laughs> things are going to only continue to go up for you. But you also have, you said a 16-month? Yeah. 
You yep. also have this little one. This, 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 these are those moments. I got a, my son will be three in, in June, right? So it's like, <laughs> these are the moments that you want to be there, be around. Um, so how has how how this changed your perspective on how you move into business, you know, as a father now? Honestly, Dizzle, bro, like, it really ain't changed me yet, bro, because, and it's probably me being selfish to my own success, but it's like, I be moving so much. It's really been the last month where I didn't really like sat down and and really kicked it with my son. Mm-hmm. Like most of the times, like I'm playing with him, like give my baby mom a break or, you know what I mean? Doing this, but I'm actually like not involved. Like I'm on the phone posting Instagram or I'm listening to beats mm-hmm. and I'm rocking with him. You know what I mean? But I just may be doing something in the time and it hasn't been to like the last month where I'd be like, man, let me put my phone over here and just rock out with him for a little bit or take him to the park and leave my phone in the house. Mm. So over the last month, I've been seeing like my person. And that also comes from when a child first born, it's like they in the mom for nine months, then they come out, they feeding them. You know what I mean? They crying when they can't be around them. So you just be like, I'm gonna let you have that. I'm about to go on over here. (laughs) Do what I gotta do. About to go to the studio. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Because we gotta pay for all this. So right, right. I'm gonna go do that while you handle this. But over the last couple months, he's been learning to walk, he's talking, he's saying dad dad. Mm-hmm. And then he associate me with fun. So when he don't wanna go to sleep and he don't wanna be nurtured, he wanna go outside to the park, eat dad 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 dad. Yeah. Yeah, he keep looking around for me. So now I know, okay. I got to be there when he get up. I can't keep coming in the crib at eight in the morning mm-hmm. trying to do the extra song. Let me take an extra song off and chill in there because he's going to wake up me chill with him for a little bit. Then I can go yeah. back to the studio. So I've been really taking the time the past couple of weeks, honestly, bro. Yeah, it's one of those things that they they absorb everything. Whether you, whether you, because I, I had the same thoughts in the beginning too. I'm like, well, you know, he's not going to really know. You know, he don't know what's going on. But they pay attention to all that, and, and the, between now and the age of three and four is when they absorb the most information. So I'm, I'm glad you paid attention to it. You like, all right, you know what? I gotta give it a little more attention than I may have thought about a couple of months back, or yeah, a couple of months back. So that's 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 uh, it's good that you on that 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 train of thought because it's it's I think one for me, the quarantine was the best thing to happen because it forced me to be in the house with them. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Had it not happened, I would have been at this goddamn station, you know, for <laughs> multiple nights with this nigga. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> doing, doing interviews and what? Who who knows what, right? But yeah. the fact that we can work from home, it's it's been a blessing. And I was able to have those moments with them because, you know, you you can't get back that first walk. You can't get back the first time they say those first words and shit like that. So man, cherish those first moments that you have with them because you're gonna look back and be like, Damn, I was a part of that, and it's gonna feel. Nah, good. I even been noticing that, bro. Even like, like I've been noticing like um, from times when it's like he would he would sleep when he was a kid, mm-hmm. right? It'd be easy. You give him a bottle. Thirty minutes later, he go back to sleep. Now when he up, he up, he up, bro. <laughs> he up. <laughs> he up. It no, there's nothing you could do. You know, like, I, like it's, he up. Like, yeah, it's not, oh, you don't you don't power off. Okay. Yeah, this, everything this is, is shut down. Like oh. I've been like getting in the habit of trying to wake up before him. Cause I got mm-hmm. a studio at the crib. So I go down to my studio and I'll be down there four, five in the morning just listening to beats. And all of a sudden I look at the little monitor and he get the roaming up to here. He come down there. He wanna dance in the yeah, studio. Yeah. <laughs> everything is he up. 
All right, so I do this thing called dad advice, right? So, Simba, what, what dad advice, with, with the experience that you have now for somebody that is just getting into fatherhood, or, you know, maybe somebody that's been a father for some time, what, what advice, do you have a trick or something that you do that only works with your son or you feel like is a good piece of dad advice that you could pass on to another father out there, for all the fathers out there? I just always try to take my son with me. So it's like, wherever I go, like if I go to the, to the store, just... Get some backwoods. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm come on. I'm about to take it with me. Like, if right, I go right. to the gas station to get some gas, if I go grocery shopping, like, Dallas might call me sometimes, like, hey, I need you to go to the studio, pick these files up. We got to get this mix in. I take it with me. We go to the studio. I just throw them in the car, take them with me. He just getting that habit of riding around. But it's also because we in a pandemic, like, like you said, my son ain't been able to really be around a lot of kids. Kids, man. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? So, just being able to put him around people and older people, it gave him a sense of to not be shy. You know what I mean? He get around girls. He was around one of my homegirls the other night. He tried to kiss. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Definitely his daddy's son. Yeah. <laughs> he just, I just take him with me, bro. Like that's that's the only advice I could give right now that's just been working for me. Just take him with you. One one thing the homie uh premium Pete says, man, it's presence over presence. You know what I'm saying? And, and the mm. fact that you're with them, you know, that that presence is gonna matter more than any kind of presence you're gonna ever get them. Cause they don't they don't really care about that. Like for Christmas and all that, they care about the boxes, they care that's about the wrapping. They that's that, that presence, that that presence is over that presence. So it, it's good. I, I'm I'm looking forward to not only seeing you progress as an artist, but as a father as well, man, from one dad to the next, bro. Nah, and I've been I've been learning a lot, bro. Cause like my dad went to prison when I was one. My pop shot a cop. Mm. Was on the run, you know what I mean. He went to prison and he died in prison. Damn. So for me, I never really like had a dad. My mom was my dad. So the main thing that I didn't want to do when I had a son was try to like take pent up emotions that I had towards my dad and be like, I'm not gonna do this because my dad did this to me. So I've been trying to go back and learn kind of things about my dad. Like I just recently found out I got a brother that mm -hmm. I just met, bro. And literally like, we didn't know nothing about each other. We literally just met on New Year's and he told me a lot of things about my dad that I didn't know. We never spoke. We had a five hour FaceTime conversation. Wow. I got a sister that I just learned about. You know what I mean? And it, it was crazy how everything happened. I'm still finding out things to this day. All I knew was my dad died in prison. Wow. But now it's this whole thing about how my dad died and then my grandpa ran this private investigation and then my grandpa was killed weeks after that. Wow. You know, so it's like I'm finding out all these things from my brother that I never knew. And if I wouldn't have took the time to be like, well, why did my dad do this? Or why wasn't my dad around? I would have never been able to run into my brother. That's crazy, bro. That's, that's, that's deep. Bro, I think that's a lot. That's dope. That's dope, though. I'm glad that you're doing that and, and doing no, that. Definitely. Um, definitely, definitely. Is there any is there any other things on your bucket list? Because, I mean, you already did. I mean, you were on, you were on the, the 40 and short album. You been you was on the view. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's yeah. crazy. Like, Damn. Because that's you. that's real white people shit. <laughs> yeah, I about to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I I like, you know, all due respect to Whoopi, 
but the view was some real white people shit. You know Facts. what I'm saying? And they Facts. had Joe Bay area ass on there. Facts. Facts. And it, it was crazy too, bro, because I just said I did a, a post on Instagram. So I'm running around the whole day trying to get my outfit, right? I'm doing all this. So I'm trying to find a barber, right? <laughs> I'm looking for a barber, right? I hit my one dude. He like, I got COVID. I'm like, damn. Oh. I, hit, I hit my other dude. I broke my thumb. I'm like, damn. I hit this other dude who the homie Lou go to. He say, I'm in Chicago. I say, damn, right? So I find a random dude on Instagram. Hey, hey, dude pushed me back like I pushed him back. <laughs> he pushed me back so cold. I went on the view with a beanie, bro. I said, I said, if y'all think I'm this black, I love uh, but I ain't this black to go on the view with a beanie. I was pushed back, bro. He did me dirty, though. Hey, that's comedy, though. Yeah. <laughs> hey, he did me wrong, hey, bro. Hey, you know what? Salute, my nigga. You know what I'm saying? Yo. Yo, hey, what was the dude's name? I don't even want to tell you. Yeah. Should nobody get their hair cut by this dude. You shouldn't even know his name, bro. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. Where where was you at when you when you got it? I got the cut in the valley, bro, in Van Nuys. Oh, man, bro. In Van Nuys, bro. Yeah. Up yeah. And it was cold because, like, he cut me right. And I'm looking at first, like, oh, <laughs> I'm off. I'm looking at <laughs> like, something off. And it wasn't until I got home, head, bro, dizzle. <laughs> with the McDonald's arch, bro. <laughs> he didn't even blend me, bro. He, Party uh, down around. I said, "Oh, uh, God, <laughs> I'm letting my hair grow out. That's why I got the hat on now. Yeah. It's still growing back. Uh, you it's call still time. growing back. It's still it's, growing back. Bro. You know what's, so funny? what's so funny about this is, whenever you go to a different barber, it <laughs> it just it just hey, <laughs> it just it always go like that, bro. Reason." was just in Atlanta. He's in, I think he's still out there. He was in Atlanta and he sent me a video hot. He said, he, he, he texted me a video. I mean, hot, bro. This dude didn't blend his shit. Like he looked crazy. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, when, you come, when you come from Cali, we used to a certain type of cut. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So they call it different things on the East Cape. You, you be like, y'all want to fade? They be like, oh, you want a Caesar? <laughs> like, what? The, I don't want no salad. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I want a haircut. Oh, man. So, oh, so, so did, did you pay him? Yeah, I, I paid him, bro. You know what I mean? Because I could tell he needed it. I paid <laughs> I definitely ain't going back to him ever again, bro. Oh, yeah. That's hilarious, dog. Right, that's, ever. Bro, that's, that's the last one he ever gets me. Bro, that's hella funny. Um, bro, he did me bad. <laughs> he did me bad, bro. I was on The View. I'm like, I'm, I'm trying on different hats before the, I'm like, man, just give me the beanie, man. I roll. Give me the beanie. <laughs> I'm like, give me hey, the beanie. give me the don't run from rap. <laughs> oh, shit. Straight up. No, um, hey. go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just, I, I wanted to switch gears and because we, we always talk about you know, we're real intentional about our words and things that we want to see happen. So one thing we always ask is what's one thing 
the year can't end without Simba doing what? Um, honestly, bro, one thing I'm trying to learn this year, bro, is like how to love properly. Mm. I feel like, like mom, like my mama, bro, my mom just like a real nigga, you know, like, like <laughs> real, bro. Like she just moves so tough mm-hmm. that it just make me like to where like I be feeling like at times I ain't affectionate. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like. I put out a Twitter, uh, a tweet one day. I was like, man, I need somebody to teach me how to be ro- more romantic. I just be pulling my pants down. I go girls and shit. It just be like, I be on the phone, writing raps, like looking at her dress. <laughs> I be looking at, I be looking at her dress coming up with a whole rap. You know what I mean? Oh, so it just be like, I just been trying to learn, like I need to, I need to learn how to love a little bit more. That's that's one thing I'm trying to learn this year more than anything, bro. Just be a little more affectionate. Oh, that, is there anybody? That, go, ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, you good. Go ahead. I was gonna say, is there anybody that that you that where you were surprised has tapped in? Because I know a lot of people. You got a lot of people's attention with your freestyles, bro. A yeah. lot with your freestyles, just you know, all over the place. Yeah, bro. You got a lot of people's attention. Is there anybody yes. that tapped in that was that that surprised you? Like, oh shit, this person. Bro, it was it was so many people here from uh Shaq to Benny the Butcher to LeBron, everything. But I would say the the main person, bro, was game. And wow. for me, because like game was always a West Coast dude who rapped like he was kind of from the East. And and I just always loved that. Like growing up, I was a big game fan. Like start my life from scratch was like yeah. the soundtrack of my life, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, so when he tapped in, it was like, okay, I'm on to something. Then when it went to pull up to the house, right. I pulled wow. up on him. We got Why you sound records, like him right now. <laughs> you feel me? Like we doing three or four yeah. records. I'm looking at him like. Nigga. I'm really in here with your big ass. Hey, you don't want the fade. At all. <laughs> At all. Like, if, if game want to fight you, you got to shoot that nigga, man. Yeah. <laughs> that nigga too big, man. That nigga too big, bro. I'm looking at him in the booth. I'm like, this is a big ass nigga. Like, for real. But he, he, a, he a great dude, bro. Genuine dude. Like, literally, like, Brought me to his crib, bro. Ordered steak and lobster. Like we just in there eating, cooking up songs. He pulling up beat. He playing records with just top five historical artists and shit. I'm just looking like God, bro. And it make you realize how humble he is. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he could, he could do so much more if he really wanted to. But he just be like. I'm cool being rich and rapping. I'm chilling, right. You know what right. I mean? Like he could do so much more if he really wanted to, but he just be chilling. So that was one person for me that was like, it's big right here. Like this one of my idols for sure. It's, it's, good saw, to hear that. it's good to hear that because a lot of times they tell you it's never good to meet your idols in a sense of people that you look up to. I'm glad you had a good story uh, of somebody that you looked up to or look up to at the category. Hold on, head, you ain't gonna believe who tapped in. Ooh. Jaru, get the fuck out of here! I'm glad you brought that up. I was saving ja this till the end. Me, Hold on, I got the Wait. DM. I'm gonna send you the DM. Why? Why? Why is Jaru tapping in so significant? 
No, so, so I did. No, I did. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold up. I've been Please saving play. this. I've been saving this for this very moment. This, <laughs> I wish. I wish this COVID shit didn't exist because I've been saving this for this very fucking moment right here. Look at this shit. I want the whole world to know. What Simba thinks? Yo, what's up? It's your boy Simba. I'm up here at 92.3 with my boy DJ here, and I had to especially, had to especially drop off a message that Ja Rule is the greatest rapper to ever do it. Facts. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> what the fuck are we talking about? Let's run that back. Oh. Ever hey, when I said the greatest rapper ever, I was trolling a little bit. Had to especially drop off a message that Ja Rule is the greatest rapper to ever do it. And he looked like, Nigga, excuse no. me. <laughs> I was trolling now, a little now, bit. With hold the on. No, no, because I've been waiting for this moment. You got to let me have this. Come on, come on. Do you stand on that? Okay, I stand no, no, on no, no. Do you stand on that? I stand on it. <laughs> I stand on it. I stand on it. To everybody that be living it up, we say, "What the fuck out of here?" I, <laughs> I stand on it. Oh shit! What are you talking I about? I stand. On, they know. Look, head. He hit me right. He seen the interview that that me, you, and Kev did. Yeah. He hit me. He was like, bro, I appreciate you for rocking with me. Most people wouldn't even say they rock with me. And I'm looking uh, at the DM, I'm like, this really the rule. <laughs> this, this really the rule right here. And then literally this the next really the day, rule. This really the rule, right? It's murder. Irv Gotti hit me the it's next murder. day. Oh, it's murder. Literally. It's, it's murder. Irv Gotti hit me the next day, bro. Send me his number. Me oh. and Herb Gotti on the text. I sent Herb Gotti the project two weeks before it come out, right when uh, the freestyle happened. He like, uh, man, he like, you really rapping. He like, you really dope. So that whole moment that, that uh, they seen that interview and hit me up like, yo, we appreciate you for rocking with us. And then tapped in with the view. I said, oh, I done done it. That's I'm done. I just, I just got to do a head did and give me a Jay-Z verse. I I'm done. Hey, listen, bro. That's it. Don't listen, man. I, I fuck with Ja Rule, but don't you ever in your life put him in the same <laughs> sentence with, with Jay-Z. You know what I'm saying? Hey, look, man, listen, listen. Don't forget they had music in the beginning. Don't forget they were supposed to be a group. Mm. Listen, I love Ja Rule, but don't forget ja I love Ja Rule. Right? I fuck with Ja Rule. I look I, I hate that they, I hate that the industry, you know, don't you know did what they did to Ja. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Ja and T-Pain, to be honest with you. Yeah, facts. But, but I'm never going to put him in the in the same echelon with, with Hov. Nah, we, we know we know Ja lyrically when it come to Hov, like Hov, come on, that's the greatest ever. Mm -hmm. But for me, all I was saying that day, I was trolling a little mm -hmm. bit, but one thing about Ja for me is like, Ja always provided the soundtrack to fuck with the females. And I was somebody that always rocked with the females. So I was a dude that like be throwing parties, picking three, four girls up, dropping them off, calling their homegirl another car, 
you know what I mean, getting everybody to the crib. And while I'm doing this, I'm listening to, I know you're tired of being lonely. Yeah. So baby girl, put it on me. Like we we riding to that, you yeah. feel me? So I just always rocked with Ja Rule. Like I never was one that, because it wasn't a cool thing to not like him. I was never that person that bought into it. I still rock with Ja Rule. I fuck with Ja Rule, bro. I listen to his yeah. shit right to, to this day. To this day. <laughs> for now, sure. One, one thing before we close out, we do this thing called curbside confession. So, have yeah. you ever had an experience in an Uber, in a Lyft, in a ride share, or maybe as a customer with, with you know, uh, ordering food? Postmate, Just a crazy story when it comes to being on, on a ride share or when it comes to like people messing with your food. Uh, any any I, wild stories you can think of? I haven't had no crazy experience, but I can tell you things I do on a random when it comes to Uber Eats. So in, in my where I live, right, I live where it's like a bunch of like, it's a, it's a, it's a community, right? So it's like townhomes. Yeah. So a lot of the addresses are the same, right? Because it's different private streets. So you might have the same address, but it's different streets. So sometimes the Uber come drop the food off to the wrong address, Oh, right? So I just hit him back like, I never got my food. You feel oh. me? Like I go, I, go, I go grab the food. So I do things like <laughs> I order from Boston Nova or something like that and let them drop it off and then wait, wait till they drive off, go run over there and get it and then hit them back again like, I ain't get my food. And uh, they just sent uh, a whole nother one back. Hey. <laughs> I will up on the food. Hey, or, listen. Here, so I get, the, I get the credit of something. One or the other, like that, that literally just happened out here. But somebody just, matter of fact, they just stole my damn food. Now that you ask me this, <laughs> I just ordered on everything. I just ordered a uh, finger licking. I'm out here in Miami, bro. I just ordered a lobster tail. Go downstairs. They talking about they gave it to somebody else, so they had to send a whole another. <laughs> hey, that, hey, that, that, that karma, bro. It's that karma. That yeah, they got me back. Listen, you can take the nigga out the hood, but. Can't take the hood out the neck. Man. Yo, man. I've I, I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. But is there anything that we haven't mentioned that, that you want to tell the people, maybe some upcoming music that you, you're working on right now, or just anything that we haven't talked about that you want to make sure the people know? Definitely, definitely. Uh, I'm in the studio right now cooking up. We got some great things on the way. Um, big announcement coming soon. We got a real big announcement coming soon, but we just letting all the details get worked out. But um, definitely new music on the way, big video on the way. Okay. Um, we got we got a lot on the way. We is, the, is, bro. is there a video coming for uh, Gotta Love It? Got yes, sir. I'm gonna definitely make sure you got the location, the invite, the date, and everything, brother. I need oh. the Coast Guard there, brother. <laughs> oh, send me the, just text it to me. <laughs> I appreciate you, bro. We appreciate always, you. bro. I appreciate y'all, man. Love, bro, man. Simba. Uh, how can folks find you if they don't know? At the real symbol, right? At the real symbol and everything that's symbol with a Y. The real symbol, T H E R E A L S Y M B A. You can find me on all platforms. You can find me on DJ Head Page, Talking Jaru. You can find me uh, chopping it up with Chuck Dizzle doing my thizzle. Yes, you know sir. what I'm saying? We out here. Love, man. Homegrown Radio, Simba, checking in, Chuck Dizzle, DJ Head. Catch y'all next time. At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... 
Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. Your local, the everything you need to be unstoppable store. The UPS store. Be unstoppable. The UPS store locations are independently owned. Product services, pricing, and hours may vary. See center for details.